Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Books Are Chic. I am so excited to welcome back just one of my most favorite people who I have met on the internet and an author that I love, and she's just the greatest. And we're here to talk about her latest novel, What You Do to Me. And it's fresh in my mind because I literally about 20 minutes ago finished the very last line and I'm saying, I just left my Goodreads review. I'm saying this is her best book yet. And that's really hard to say that when she has so many other amazing books. But I am so happy to welcome back Rochelle Weinstein. Welcome back. Thank you. And it's so good to be back here. And I think we have a mutual admiration club going on. So it's just, it's great to be here and to see you. And I have to put out more books so I see you more regularly. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Like, or just be like, let's record a chat and I will be there for that. I would just love that. We need to do a wine Wednesday or something. Okay. I'm good. We're going to do that. Um, So Rochelle was on last year. May, last May. Last May. And she was in the throes of researching what you do to me. And I just remember you were, you had all these magazines and, and you can let everyone know in a minute what the book's about, but all these magazines you were researching. And I was like, that was one of those things where I saw what you were doing and researching. And I was like, that just looks like the the greatest job ever. Like it you, was fun. It was, yeah. it was a fun topic. It was a fun topic to research music and, you know, music in the seventies, music in the nineties and having it, you know, correspond to the novel. So it was, it was fun. I don't know how the historical fiction authors do it though. Wow. I know. I feel like they always say you can get, and I'm sure you probably felt that way too. Like once you sort of open the wormhole of like research, you could probably research for five years and be like, okay, I've got all this stuff. You can take a deep dive. It never ends. And then there's the perfectionist in you. That's like, did I go far enough? Did I go far enough? Like, do I need Mm -hmm. to go deeper? Oh, it never ends. Okay. Tell everybody your sort of background because you have sort of a connection and okay. then so give us your background okay. and then you can tell everybody what the book's about and then we'll sort of get into the like guts of the whole thing so uh, my first cool my first cool dream job was in the music business i worked for a music network in on south beach called the box music network which i always thought was such a strange name But the Box Music Network was a 24-hour music channel where viewers can call up. They pay like $1.99 or $2.99. It's like a jukebox, but the video, the music video would come up on your TV. And this was in the early, late 80s, early 90s. And it was, um, you know, it was just, it was how you can control your music. That was one of our taglines. So I worked with the... um, advertising, marketing, and promotions for every single record label in the country. So it was the absolute, and I loved music. I always loved writing and reading, but I loved music. Music, there was, I I have various soundtracks to my life for any given moment in time. And um, it was free CDs. It was meeting Dave Matthews and Hootie and the Blowfish. And I met Britney Spears when she was like a baby and, and Justin Timberlake and it was an amazing, fun, cool job. And I never in my life thought that I could merge these two mediums, but the company was bought by MTV and I had just given birth to the, to the boys and I was not leaving Miami and the family. You, know, you can't take your, your babies away from the grandparents. And we ended up staying, we ended up staying in Miami 
And um, that's how my writing career began when my music career ended, because I was at this like this crossroads of who am I? Like, I'm not working, you know, but I'm a mom. And I know mom being a mom is so fulfilling and gratifying, but I've been working my whole life. So long story short, I sat down one day and I literally wrote my first novel. And now you fast forward all these years later. And, and that book actually had music in it, but in a very different way. Um, and now the new book is merging those two mediums, music and the written word. And I just had so much fun writing this book and I loved it. And I miss these characters still so much, so much. I could see that because they were so um, like from the first page, you were just immediately sucked in. And I kind of knew just from talking to you last year about it, but I, I am such a sucker for music. And I just, it, it, like you said, it is like, the yeah. soundtrack to so many things like you can hear a song and be instantly transported back transported to like yeah that's the word transported. a night out in high school and you knew who you were with and all these things and it's so and it's nostalgia and it's so nostalgia. many feelings um and you know that's why like I don't know when you go to a concert there's just no better like there's just this feeling I don't know but when I read the first page, it was, you were instantly sucked in and you have all of these songs as these chapter titles, which like totally throw you back. And okay. But before we get in, okay. So tell everybody what it's about. Okay. So they're like, it's about music. (laughs) The inspiration for what you do to me, if you recognize is the song, Hey There Delilah. And I won't sing it, but oh, gee. Okay. So Uh I loved that song. And, um, when I found out, when I learned the real story behind the song, I was super disappointed. You know, Tom Higginson of the Plain White Tees was in a bar in Chicago and there was a girl, Delilah, and he was like, I'm going to write you a song. And she was like, I have a boyfriend and, you know, two camps, like really stalkery and weird or, you know, wow, that's the most romantic thing I've ever heard. I was in the latter. I thought that was one of the most romantic things ever. And I just was like, hey, you know, and at the time, you know, I'd written six novels and I was ready to have a little bit of a departure from, you know, my normal books, um, my normal books, my (laughs) abnormal books. Uh, I just kind of wanted to do something a little bit edgier and a little bit more high concept. And, you know, I was thinking about how about we, we, um, I reimagine these characters behind this song and I, I, I created wholly different characters with a whole different timeline. It was 1970s Miami, 1990s in LA. And I created a different ending. And it was all based on this song and the power of a song and how transformative a song is. And, you know, I, it's funny now people like tell me when they see, when they listen to Hey There Delilah, they're thinking about like Sarah and Eddie and Sarah and Eddie are this young couple who fall in love on this Miami beach, on this beach in Miami in the seventies. And she's a Jewish girl and he's not Jewish and, and her family, you know, forbids her to see him. And you have Cecilia James in 1990, who's a Rolling Stone reporter and there was this tragic accident that happened um, to the band High Tide that sang this famous love song. And we never know where the lead singer went or who the song was written for. So as Cecilia is on this hunt for, you know, this muse, she's also grappling with her own relationship with her father and her, her, her boyfriend. And we see through her journey, you know, she's, 
she imagines if she can bring this couple happiness, then she can find her own happiness. And it's just peppered with music and nostalgia. And I don't know, I just, you know, we were talking a little bit before we went live about the world as it is. Mm-hmm. And I could have never imagined the timeliness of this book coming out now. And I initially I was so worried and upset. Like I teach this class and I say you could check every single box and get everything right. And then pub day is 9-11 or pub day is the middle of an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many variables that you just can't be sure of that go into the success of a book. And then when people started reading this book, it was like, I needed this right now. You know, I needed this. Like someone even texted me and said in the very beginning, I don't know if you remember this when she's in her office at Rolling Stone, she quotes, it says, we need less fighting and we need people, we need more music and dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's an issue, then there was a scene with a, a concert and I don't want to give it away, but there was a line about, you know, something that happens at a concert. And I was thinking, oh gosh, like this is timely. And, and I just felt like it's okay because I'm giving people some light in the darkness. I I just feel that even though it's been really difficult for a lot of people to read right now, um, some people have been just listening to the sound, to the soundtrack, to the playlist, and they're getting comfort and they're just for a moment, just getting some, a break. No, I know. I know. We did talk about that because like, I just read it over the last couple of days and I, for me, you know, things do happen in this, in this book and, you know, um, Sarah, like you said, is of Jewish faith and her family and Eddie is not. And there's like a whole storyline there. But what I loved reading it was just how that was so important to her family. And so I think, and I'm not Jewish, but reading that and knowing that and sharing, you know, I'm Catholic, that that is just something that's important. For me, I found a lot of light in this book, even though I mentioned to you before, I'm like, there was, there's so much going on right now that it would be hard. Um, but the way that you told the story, I think a lot of people can find something in it to appreciate and whether it or not, it's the playlist or whatever right. it may be. Um, the, and, and, and I feel like that might be why you missed the characters so much because the characters were so lovable and the story had so many different elements to it to relate to, whether it was religion or romance or family relationships or, you know, maybe music got you through a really tough time in your life, or whatever that may be. Um there was something for every, you know, there's something for everyone in this book, but it definitely made me think too. Cause you know, there was, it, there's heavy subject matter in it right now. Yeah, it's yeah, happening yeah. right now, yeah, even though this is in, within a book. Yeah, I know. And it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but, and I've quoted Linda Loigman like 500 times when I, my launch, my big launch event in Miami was like almost 200 people. It was October 17th. It was 10 days after this. And I was like, well, how can I celebrate like a launch? Like, how can I? And one of the things in the Jewish religion is that we have to live like there's in, in there's like Jewish law that when, um, even if there's a death, if there was a, a wedding planned, it's still 
must go on. And that's the the spirit and the core of Judaism is, is about living. And she said to me, or she said in an article that she had written or maybe on a post, I don't even remember because it's been such a blur, but she said how the, the heart is big enough to hold grief and joy. And, you know, I think that's, it's a great lesson for all of us right now, because we're all being inundated with the news and there's just so much information out there. We were talking about this and it's easy to get bogged down and it's easy to get upset. And I think it's really important to find room inside for, for some joy because, you know, mental health is being affected. You know, we have to, how can we be good to anybody else in our, in our lives or good to ourselves if we're all falling apart? We have to be mm-hmm. strong, you know, even through a difficult time. So I think balance and for any, I think it's a great lesson for balance for anything in our lives. I think so too. And, and, and I love that you, you know, you said that the core of sort of um, the Jewish faith is that it's living. And those are the things that, you know, you have to think of because while it was probably so hard for you to release this book in such a terrible time with these absolutely awful, atrocious things happening. This also was like something from the heart from you and it deserves to, to, to live and it deserves to be celebrated. And somebody like you, who's bringing so much awareness to what's going on right now, I feel like, you know, you have to do that. Um, but I don't know. I just lost my train of thought as I'm staring at the cover. I think I, I said this. I I think I said to you last year. You're you're too young to lose your train of thought. I did. I I know because I always have too many things to say to you. Me I don't too. Know. It's the same. And that's thing. why because like, it's I'm going from a year, Rochelle. I, I can't like keep it all in. in. My, I feel like when I'm talking to you, I have like six things in line yeah. that I want to say, I lose and then them. I say the th- first three, and then I get to the fourth, and I'm like, it's gone. It's gone. I don't know where it went. That's um, that is true. I have too much to say to you. I have to keep, I need to shoot you emails throughout the year and be like, next time we talk, remind me to tell you this. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Well, you mentioned the thing before about, um, Hey there, Delilah. Now he like put out a video for you about this book. Like, tell me, yeah. did you, did oh, you yeah, reach out to him? I did. Okay. I was like, I, Oh yeah, my God. I forgot about that. So Tom put me, Tom and his people put me through such hell. And there was a point where I was going to have to nix the whole title. Cause it's a lyric from the song. Um, I had lyrics in the book from the song and I had two of my son's friends write me original songs and lines just in case that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, First, I tried con- like I went. Okay, so my music industry contacts. Uh, my best friend Doug Cohn, who I owe him probably this book. He's actually dedicated at the front. He he was um, instrumental in getting me in touch with Tom's people. And when I tell you, it was like I would be emailing them, or I was emailing them at least once a week. Once a week, sometimes I was getting a response. Then I was being ignored for a month. Then I was, and I was like, we need this. We need lyric approval by this date. We need it. And we just kept moving the goal line and moving the goal line. And the book was supposed to come out in May and it ends up coming out in October. And that's why I think it was meant to come out in October, but that's, that was my last story. So, um, he eventually, I finally got to Warner Chapel and they literally got me lyric approval. When I tell you the day it was due, the book was, that was the day I was going to have to change. So it was just, it was such a challenge on so many levels. And then I really wanted Tom to write the forward. 
So I got his phone number and I got his email from Doug and I wrote him and he like ignored me for like, he's, Tom is so cute. He loves to make me crazy. I'm like, you don't know. I'm like a, a like a nervous Nelly Jewish woman. You have no idea what you're doing to me. You know what you do to me. Yeah. <laughs> he will always he he always gets me what I need, but he always waits for the eleventh hour. Okay. So I think I needed something on the twelfth of the month, and I think on the eleventh he was like, "Hey, so sorry to make you wait." And he's so sweet in his texts. He's so sweet. He's like, "You have time to talk today," and I'll never forget. I was walking my dogs. And we got on the phone and my dog is like, I'm cleaning up dog poop while I'm on the phone with Tom talking about his, his song. <laughs> I was like, well, this is a moment I'll remember for the rest of my life. So we were talking about the forward and I was like, well, you know, just let me, I said, if this makes it easier for you, let me just tell like, you know, here's like a couple things that you could say. And he's like, okay, shoot me like a text and like, you know, whatever, whatever. So I send him the text and we're going back and forth. And he's like, wow, he's like, you're a great writer. He's like, you want to write my album, my next album? I was like, absolutely. So anyway, he's like, give me like an hour. And he's like, and I'll put my, you know, my, my words into this. And, you know, this is a great start for me. So an hour later, I got the forward and I was crying when I got it, like absolutely crying. Um, it just felt so incredibly heartfelt. And he mentions like, you know, how amazing <laughs> it is to, you know, have someone like love his song enough to base an entire book on it. It was just, um, he was really great. And then I promised him I wasn't going to bother him anymore. And, you know, we were teasing each other at that point. You know, I was like, I'm your stalker now. And then we asked, and Amazon had asked him to do these videos for, you know, the launch. There's two videos out right now. And he's like, I think he waited till the last minute to tell me, yes, I'll do it. And then the last minute to do the videos. And the day it was due, he, te he texts me, he goes, before you bother me, I just want to let you know, I just sent the videos. <laughs> I mean, I was scrolling and it, I mean, the forward is amazing and I thought the same, I mean, I didn't even write this book or this has nothing to do with me, but I was thinking the same thing. Like, it's like when you go, like, I think about this, I took um, my daughter to see the Taylor Swift, we saw the concert, the actual concert, but we went to the movie, which is like a different experience. And I kept thinking like, what would it feel like to be an artist? And it doesn't even need to be Taylor Swift, anybody. And all these people show up for you. Like you are one person with your songs and all of these people are showing up for you and they know all the words to your songs. And so when I read the foreword and he's talking about how you were so inspired to write a whole book, I'm like, it almost feels like the same thing that you resonated with the song and the, the story behind it. And you came up with this whole uh, like entire book inspired by it's not the same thing in any way shape or form but yeah. inspired by a whole book like pages hundreds of pages with your own characters from this song and this and what you heard about this and I'm like he must have been like this is incredible he just sat down to write the song and yeah. you're just a you know a fan and you just thought okay well I'm an author and now I'm gonna you know write a book Listen, being an artist is really an incredible thing. And I admire anybody that, that I mean, you're talking about Taylor Swift. And it's, you know, my thought in my head was, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, um, because it takes a certain kind of a person to be able to do what she did. Um, I don't know if that was just innately her confidence in herself or her talent, but 
you know, not everybody, there's talented people, but there's, you know, to get to that level, there's something in her, you know, and so many artists I see, you either like there's a lot of talent out there, but then some people are just stifled by that, that insecurity or that imposter syndrome. And that, you know, you know, my philosophy is never giving up. And I don't think I'm a better writer than anybody. I am. I'm the most self-deprecating when it comes to my work. I definitely grapple with the whole imposter syndrome, but, but I just, um, something keeps me going. And I think that's like an innate thing, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that, that artists have. Yeah, no, I, Totally. Um, Okay. My other question was, how did you decide what songs to pick for every chapter? So for everyone wondering, Rochelle has real song titles um, with the artists underneath to go with every chapter from whether the seventies or the nineties. So yes. And there's two playlists. There's two playlists available. There's two playlists. One is the song chapter playlist and one is any song that was in the book. And they're on my my website under the, what we leave, when we leave, what the heck book was it? When we let go, when we let go, what we leave behind, what we leave, what you do to me, what you do to me. (laughs) Um, so under the, what you do to me book page, there's two playlists. It's also in my, in my, my link tree, my bio on Instagram or whatever, but it's funny. I've had a couple readers say, I've really tried to figure out, you know, how the song, you know, related to the top, the chapter. Okay. I'm not that talented. <laughs> I am not that. So could, thank you. Thank you for that compliment because no, um, I just, I really did choose songs that had um, people's names and, and some of them like were, are even like, not even really people's names. They could be people's names, but they represent some, they're symbol, symbols of something else, but I yes. was running low on songs and I wanted songs that I loved. So um but it was fun to go go through those songs. I wanted them to be older, you know, older songs. I didn't want them to be newer songs. So um, I think that we had a couple that we had to get rid of because they were too new. But um, and then, yeah, so that was there. There was no deeper metaphorical meaning to the songs at the beginning of the chapter. They were just songs of, with people's names. And, you know, there's a story behind every song. Yeah, I mean, there's a story behind there's a story behind every song, and then there's a story behind every song that somebody has a name. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. No, I loved it. Was like a surprise for every chapter because I was like, oh, oh my god, I love this song, and it rem- it's like you know when you're like listening to the radio and a song comes on that you haven't heard in forever, and you're like, oh my god, I forgot all you know, I forgot all about this song. It was like the same thing every time you turn the chapter. I'd be like, oh, I forgot it that I love this song. And of course, I love having. I mean, I love that you have a play. It naturally needed a playlist, of course, yeah. because you do reference not just the titles in the chapters, right. but you reference yeah. a lot of different things right. within, especially like Cecilia and Pete's whole relationship you know oh I don't want to ruin it but I was gonna ask you well no I don't want to ruin it forget it okay there there was a song yeah 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 yeah. um who was your fate this is gonna be tough I know but did you have a favorite character when you were writing it um I I guess I, I I mean I loved writing Cecilia and I loved writing Sarah I mean 
they were all so, I loved Cecilia's interactions with Don. I, I love, and then I fell in love with her and and then I fell in love with her and Tori. Like I I was going to say Tori was like one of my favorite characters because you did your thing where like, you didn't know if you liked her at the beginning because you don't Mm -hmm. really know the full story. And then as the story develops, which I don't want to spoil, you're like, oh my gosh. And I really just loved her. And I loved the whole entire, you had so many different like spins and twists, but I well, loved listen, it shows, for her. It shows how not everything is what it seems. Mm-hmm. You know, someone had asked me like, what did I learn or what did I, you know, what, what could one glean from these love relationships? And it's that not everything is what it seems. Yeah. That, that happens a lot in relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yes. And did you, when you were writing, did you listen to music while you were writing or could you, can you not do that? Um, it's funny. I can listen to classical music. It's really hard for me to listen to lyrical, lyric, lyrical music. And I mm-hmm. meant with lyrics, not yeah, because I, my brain catches this, the lyrics and I start to want to like sing along or it just, it distracts me. Um, And, but it's funny. I can, I can, I can write while the TV's going. So it's just weird. I don't know. I can write while the TV's going. It just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's hard. I feel like authors either say absolutely not, or I always need something going, but I didn't know if, because you were sort of like in this world, if it provided any, no. Mm -mm. Um, what was your favorite part of doing all the research? Like, what was your, like, I know I was saying you had like stacks of Rolling Stones and stuff last May, but what else did you do? Like, what did you love? Well, listen, go, I had this Rolling Stone book that's like this thick and mm-hmm. it was every cover they've ever had. So I had to correspond the covers with the time frame within the book. So as I was like flipping through and like finding like a nugget that would be interesting to readers, like going back in time. And, you know, I remember when, I mean, what's crazy also is Tupac. There was that whole uh, yes. Tupac. And then they found his, they, they, they arrested his I killer. I didn't even like think about ago. that. Yes. It was like, it was another like timely oh thing. So the, those parts were it's it was just truly it was a nostalgic trip down memory lane for me to to like go through those magazines and and see those different cult covers and see how music has changed and evolved and the music industry has changed and evolved mm-hmm. and you know my time in the music industry it just it was such it was a great memory it was a really great memory you e- now that you said that about Tupac, you even you do mention the Britney Spears cover, I think, in the book or something about Britney Spears. Do you or not? Never. Um, I know there was Dennis Rodman, and there was there was a Jennifer Aniston cover. I the think Gen- that got taken yeah. out. It got taken out that she interviewed her, um, and they bonded over their parents' divorces. That was, I think, that was taken out of my my edits. I'm trying to think. Who else was on co- the cover? I don't know. Oh, it was what's her face from? Oh, it was the it was between that that the X File lady, oh, Julian Anderson, yeah. right? Yeah, it wasn't Tori right. Spelling, and yeah, Tori Spelling, she was in it. Yeah. But I was I thought for some reason Britney Spears, and I was like, well, that's mm-hmm. timely too because her memoirs out, and I'm sure. Yeah, and I um, lived in LA during the riot, so it was it was really just a nostalgic trip for me. It really was my whole heart in that book. 
Well, I feel like, and who better to write? I mean, you were in that world. I mean, this is a world that we've seen a lot of great books come from, like, you know, different sort of like musical novels. Mm -hmm. Um, and they've and they're great, but like you've lived it and know, and you know, that's said something, and you know, you had to write a book about, you know, that's such a huge part of you. So I feel like it was just a natural thing. Yes, you know, it was. And and the voice Cecilia's voice, you had it so natural that it felt like she worked for Rolling Stone and it just felt it just, I just loved it. I love the whole Well, movie. my girlfriend, Sam Woodruff, the author, when mm-hmm. I had her wearing some lipstick, she goes, no, 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 Rochelle. She's like, she needs Mac vamp lipstick. Yes. I saw, <laughs> oh my God. I loved that too. Yeah. That was all Sam. I love, yes. I love when I read that too. That was an I extra I actually give out Mac detail. vamp lipstick for like a, a, a giveaway. If they still make it. You should. I wonder if they do. That'd be an awesome giveaway. Yeah. Um. Are Are you working on anything now? My eighth book is done. The first terrible, horrible draft is done. It is inspired by a real inn in North Carolina, where there's a uh, the the center of the the inn is this chef's table where they cook for you at the table. Um, guests. So I have eight guests who stay for the week. Um, and it is it was pitched as the big chill meets nine perfect strangers. So let's just hope the execution is as fun as the pitch. Okay. That sounds exciting. See, I like to get the inside scoop and then we'll talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll that's talk. supposed to come out February 25. So I have to get that to my editor by February 1st. So I'm going to be going back to work tomorrow on fixing that draft. Okay. That's exciting. Um, okay. Let's do Rochelle's chic list. <laughs> um, these are different questions. Um, okay. The author that inspired or inspires you the most and why? Um it's changed recently. That's why you caught me. Um, but listen, I know everybody's going to laugh right now, but when I was, I would say like Judy Bloom, Danielle Steele, Sydney Sheldon were those three authors that made me fall in love with reading. And, and I slipped inside of their pages and to another world and they were surrogate parents and I never knew I was going to be a writer, but I think that because of them, I am a writer. I love that. Those are all great choices. I love that. Um, your current TV binge series. Right now we're watching um, Beckham. We started last oh, night. I want to watch that. It's on my list. Yeah. But The Lioness was unbelievable. The Lioness oh. was probably the best show I've seen in a long time. That's with Nicole Kidman? Yes. Okay, I have that on my list too. Okay, ooh, that's my that's gonna be my next one. That was on my it was unbelievable. List. Was unbelievable. it? It was so good. Amazing. Okay. Um, last favorite book and current read. Uh, my last favorite book. My last book was um maybe maybe once maybe twice by Allison Greenberg. Mm-hmm. It is also about uh, music. I oh. I interviewed her. Oh, okay. Hello. And, and she and she and I. Oh, we- Yes, she and I talked all things music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. 
And my current read, I am listening to because my publicist said, oh, it's so cute. You should read it. I'm listening to my roommate is a vampire. Oh, I I saw that. Is it good? So far, it's good. And I'm reading. I just just today got Annabelle Monaghan's new one, Summer Ooh, Romance. I'm jealous of that. Yeah. I'm actually listening. You'll appreciate this because we're talking about music. I'm listening to um, Priscilla Presley's book. The book oh, wow. That, the book that they inspired this movie that's coming out, Priscilla. Well, um, really on, on that on that note, I just downloaded Matthew Perry's Audible book. Oh, I know. I have to. Okay. I feel like now I need to listen to it. I do too. Cause I never did because I felt like I was getting conflicting reviews. I love him. And I just was like, maybe I should just wait. Like, I don't know. And I agree. I feel like it's time now. Cause I feel like it really. So maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do a buddy. Listen. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We could meet, we could meet and talk about that. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Sand or snow? I know what you're going to say about this, though, because you're oh, sand. Florida. Yeah. You're a Florida gal. Um, coffee I mean, I love tea. my North Carolina house, but in this, but I don't like the cold, cold, cold weather. I do love fall. Like, I do love that, but not snow. No. Do you go do between you North Carolina and Florida? Yeah. In the summers, we're in North Carolina. Okay. And then, okay. Um, coffee or tea order? Never had either. Oh my gosh, Michelle, what do you have? Nothing? Um, I drink water in the morning or freshly squeezed orange juice. Mm. That's inspiring. Um, favorite bookstagram account. Yours? No. Um, um gosh, I love Jamie from Beauty in the Book. I love her too. Um, she's so incredibly supportive. I love, um, the good book fairy. Um, God, there's so many good ones. There's this girl, Kate right now that I just met and it's just so amazing. And there's, oh my God, the pie lady. And I mean, come on, there's so many great, there's so many good ones. The bookstagrammers are so insanely. I love what is Holly from the book, book, look, cook, good. They're so talented. These women are so incredibly talented. Mm -hmm. I agree. I can't just pick one. I know it's hard, but it's good. You give shout outs and then people are like, oh, I got to go follow them. Um, name an author you'd love to have coffee or a cocktail with. I feel like I just had that. I just had dinner with Annabelle Monahan, and I just had dinner with the Thursdays. And I feel truly blessed to have had drinks and a meal with both of them. You I know the saw- Thursdays. I know, of course I do. Jamie Brenner, Susie Schnall, mm -hmm. Linda Loigman. I mean, I I feel like I've hit my- Fiona Davis. Yes, Fiona was there. The only one was missing was Amy. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel very blessed that I got to see all of them in New York. I know, I saw the picture. I was like, that, that, see, if somebody asked me, I would have said to be at that, that I would have liked to join in on that dinner and have a cocktail. Cause I saw they're the amazing. They're like, amazing oh, women. Amazing women. Yeah. But every, all my author friends are amazing women. Jackie, Sam, Lisa, Alyssa, they're all, I was with Alyssa Friedland. I got to see the, the whole crew this past week. Everybody's Good. amazing and supportive and crazy business we're in crazy world we're in. But let me tell you something. They, everybody supports everybody. 
Yeah. You have good, good people. Um, okay. Who is your style icon? Anyone who knows me knows that I am like, I have an aversion to shopping and I couldn't even tell you like a style. I, I don't even know what that is. I don't believe that because you always look great. You're lying. <laughs> Ask. Do you, there's any one of my friends you could ask. I'm really bad at this. Like, I just, I'm not good okay. at it. Well, you're I'm really, really bad at it. Icon. I just, um, I don't know. Okay. You have your own style. It's good. Though. Yes. Um, okay. Book you wish they made a movie out of. Oh, what, what you do to me. Agree. It would be a great movie. Yeah. Great I songs. So. I think so. We already have the soundtrack, so. You're like basically there. We're ready to go. <laughs> You're ready, ready to go. Um, okay. Last question. Best advice for an aspiring writer or reader? Reader. Okay. For um, an aspiring writer, I have so many, but you know, no, never giving up. I, I know a lot of people tell you write every single day. I don't believe you should write every single day. I think some days are thinking days and some days if you force yourself, it just doesn't come naturally. Uh, thick skin. Um, surround yourself in a supportive community and find your people. Um, for a reader, I would say once in a while you need to, um, and I say this in the book, you need to go outside your comfort zone and challenge yourself. I just read The Fourth Wing, so I challenged myself. That's I don't read like fantasy. I didn't see what those what was that show that everybody saw. I must live under a rock. I don't have a Game style icon. I don't I don't drink coffee. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I know who are think, you? I'm like, and I think my life looks a lot more exciting online than it is in real life. But um, I everyone said I would love Fourth Wing, and I listened to it. But the only problem was I started listening to it when all hell broke loose, like. And I just, that was not the book that was soothing to me, but I definitely enjoyed it. And I finished it. You liked it. I liked I it. it. It's out of my zone too. Like, but right, I, but like I, I think need that it's to Im- do it. I think it's important to sometimes challenge yourself and to go mm-hmm. out of, outside your comfort zone. Yeah, I totally agree. It does. And sometimes you're not like, all oh, the time. Gosh. Yeah. But no, sometimes you're like, oh my God, I love that. And you wouldn't have even thought, you right. know. Right. You would have. Um, okay. And where can everybody follow you on Instagram? Uh, Rochelle Weinstein. Um, a website. I have a website. I have a newsletter that I do great fun giveaways every month, which we may be giving away Mac Vamp lipstick. <laughs> um, but no, I love connecting with readers and fans and I mentor authors and I love giving back to the writing community. So I like to hawk my, I like hawking my friend's books more than I like talking about my books. I know, but you're, well, you're just, yeah, you're a good supportive friend and author. That is for sure. If you follow, which you should follow Rochelle, you will see that. But also, um, you just have great books to, you should brag away. They're great. So we can do that for you. Thank you. Um, and everyone can get what you do to me now, it was all the feels. I loved it. Like I said at the beginning, I think it's your best, but I'm sure you're going to come out with something else and I'll say that's your best. But for right now, I the do. Pressure's, the pressure's I on. I truly loved this book. So thank you for taking the time thank to you. chat with me. Um, I miss seeing you, but I love when we I love do seeing see each you. other. 
and everybody go um, get this book and follow Rochelle. And thank you so much again. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day.